welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I am your host. I am a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'm going to be talking about storytelling, how narcissists use drama to capture victims. Before I begin today's show, I want to send my heartfelt sympathies to anyone struggling with this worldwide epidemic of the coronavirus. At times like these, it is normal to have strong emotional, psychological reactions and triggering of past relationship and childhood wounds. Please reach out for a free copy of Dr. Judy Rosenberg's book, Be the Cause Healing Human Disconnect. In this book, she explains the mind map. This will help you identify your wounds of childhood and help you trace them back to the cause and ultimately heal them. Please reach out for assistance if you feel that your wounds are being activated and take advantage of this mind map, which is geared towards dealing with these strong painful reactions being awakened from childhood wounds that need addressing and healing. To begin today's show, part of the function of the cognitive brain is to create meaning of our surroundings. It is responsible for the self-talk that is either positive and helpful or negative and self-defeating. This self-talk creates a certain narrative, almost like we are living the movie of our life, the movie that is a story of our life. The self-talk and narrative that we live in is fluid and continuous, meaning one thought leads to another, making up a sort of book with small chapters of our life, making sense and making meaning out of our reality. Victims of childhood abuse have received countless messages consciously and unconsciously, overtly and subtly, of shame, disgust, hate, ugliness, etc., that amount to a negative story in the child's mind. One's story is made up of one's experiences. It serves as a function to make sense of the seemingly random events one experiences in their lifetime. It also serves to keep one safe in the vastness of the universe, as it allows for a sort of comfort knowing that we exist in this story. Plato was quoted to have said, those who tell the story rule society. This is because the story of our lives is going to dictate our decisions as we look to give our behaviors and belief context and ultimately our decision making in this story. It is for this same reason that those who control the media control the world. This is because the media plays on the masses self-talk and collective unconscious thus influencing thoughts, beliefs, and eventual decision-making of the masses by controlling this storyline, the narrative. Narcissistic abusers know that if they can tap into their victim's self-talk, it will effectively capture their story and narrative of their life and thus manipulate and kind of weasel their way in and securing a place in their victim's life story. By love-bombing, and acting like the hero of the victim's story, they're able to play a certain role in this story, gain the trust of the victim, and then take control, eventually, of the story. Once this happens, they can plant seeds, plant thoughts and ideas, and ultimately control decision-making of victims, leading to complete bondage in the narcissist's false world. In addition, many would argue that human beings are all just living in a a dream. Reality is a sort of fantasy that we make up of ourselves. 
Now this is complex, and many would argue that this is not the case, but based on this idea, it makes perfect, perfect sense how narcissistic abusers exploit. They tap into one's quote-unquote fantasy and dream they are living, and look to capture that dream and ultimately manipulate it, control it, abuse it, and trap victims. This is done by using drama, charisma, storytelling, and using stories of how oppressed they were playing the victim. Victims themselves, who may be suffering from having past dreams crushed, manipulated, and abused, may find this type of abuser and charisma very appealing as it seems to it seems as though the narcissist is able to build back up their broken dreams something when offered to victims it's extremely enticing and intoxicating Bessel van der Kolk who is the best-selling author of The Body Keeps the Score is quoted to have said the greatest source of our suffering are the lies we tell ourselves we all have self-talk and it is often false or in some ways riddled with cognitive distortions. This is the case with healthy people and much more so with abuse victims who lie to themselves just in order, in order to make sense of their chaotic reality. The most typical and popular lie would be that it was my fault, that it was my doing that caused my downfall, that I am to blame. This lie is at the core because they are usually terrified of facing their abuser, which is usually parents, and seeing the abuse, the abuse for what it, what it is. Alice Miller is quoted to have said, a child would much rather be the bad child in a good world than a good child in a bad world, and for this reason, they will blame themselves, adopt a lie, in order to protect the parent, and deny the true terror of being abandoned by parents. Narcissistic abusers use lies to capture victims' minds and ultimately their lives. The storyline they have may have truths to it. It may have 99% truths to it. The problem begins when the small lies are implanted to capture victims and to manipulate them. These lies are poisonous and they are very dangerous as victims absorb these lies as truths. Narcissistic abusers buy into their own lies and story storytelling and drama, making it very difficult to avoid. They are so passionate and convinced of their own lies, and oftentimes believe these entirely, that victims feel compelled to enter into the story and be a part of it, and play the role that they are recruited to do, not realizing they have, that they have entered a false and dangerous world, recruited to be used as a supply for the fantasy of the narcissistic abuser. Now this is the brainwashing that is necessary with the love bombing in the initial stages of the relationship that includes victims being vulnerable and open and trusting to new messages and ideas, having the wool pulled over their eyes with this love and not seeing the true intention of being used in this way. Negative self-talk is very dangerous because it opens up to a life where they pull, where victims can pull people into their lives who confirm this self-talk and beliefs and storylines that one tells themselves. Attracting a narcissistic abuser is usually because victims have aligned their beliefs with the narcissist's beliefs, or at least the narcissist is tapped into that belief system and manipulating it. To explain, 
And this is, of course, not to blame the victim, but in reality, the victim, when they believe that they are not good enough or unlovable, on some level, they are attracted to someone who will make them feel unlovable. Any true love will go up against these negative and false core beliefs, will challenge the inner shame and the falseness of their beliefs, creating an extreme dis dis uh, dissonance, which is why oftentimes victims of abuse will attract narcissists and push away people who are actually healthy and good for them. It goes up against that negative core beliefs and the core belief system, the subconscious programming, is usually the one that wins out. At first, when the victims bought into the lies of the narcissist, it served as a relief because it ultimately gave the victims a break from their negative core beliefs and negative self-talk with relief that they are good enough. But ultimately, it's used against them and the abuser takes control of victims' self-talk and belief system and subsequently their minds for personal gain, making it infinitely worse than it originally was. It is imperative to take back your mind, to take back your self-talk. Be, mind, be mindful of your self-talk and identify the lies and the false narrative and the stories you tell yourself that make truth, that, that try to make sense of your reality, but in fact are not true. Becoming self-aware in this way and flushing out the victim consciousness from your psyche, the negative core beliefs, is extremely imperative and what cognitive behavioral therapy is very helpful for. Seeing how negative thoughts affects your reality will be very helpful, as well as mindfulness and learning how to choose your thoughts very carefully are all skills that are learnable and very necessary to heal. In addition, becoming less reactive and watching your thoughts, watching your self-talk is extremely important because then you'll be able to get some distance from it See it for what it is. Change the storyline. Identify the, the falseness and correct it and make healthy self-talk, thus aligning your life with health, happiness, fulfillment, connection. Aligning your core beliefs with healthy core beliefs. That way you can attract and be attracted to people who connect on that level, validate those core beliefs, and create healthy synergistic relationships. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's an absolute honor to bring you this information today. I hope that it resonated with you. If you are struggling with childhood wounds, if you feel that your self-talk is berating, please understand that the voice in your head, the negative messages, are ones you received early on, and they are still there. doesn't matter how many years have gone by. Oftentimes, this is the voice of our parents if they were abusive. It's important to be mindful of that. Take back your power control your mind, identify how your mind has been hijacked, and align your mind, your thoughts, your vision with your goals, with your desires and your dreams. So please do reach out. I'd love to help you and assist you on your healing journey. I could be reached at yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com by phone 252-696-4852. I offer a free 15-minute consultation, so do take advantage of that, uh, and please reach out for assistance. So once again, thank you for listening to this podcast, and until next time, all the very best.